This should be a real interesting one. It's Gouda and nobody else, actually. Cole is not here for this recording. She'll be back in the next one, but it's just me this time. Let's have some fun. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 12 of Unfiltered Goals. Again, it's just me, just Gouda, this time around. So I am probably going to keep this episode pretty short, pretty condensed, but I would love to talk about a topic that I'm pretty passionate about. That topic is more or less living life to the fullest with a flavoring of discipline and motivation and just maybe seeing failure as not the worst thing in the world. So Cole typically doesn't like when I talk about this topic too much, but I think it's because I talk about it so much with her so I can understand it gets to be a little much. There are thousands, maybe tens of thousands of motivational gurus out there on Instagram and TikTok and whatever other application out there. I'm not trying to be your motivational guru. I just want to share what maybe I'm a bit passionate about and why I'm passionate about living life to the fullest and maybe just talking about some past experiences and how I've ended up in this position. So I have a lot of failures in my life that I'm happy to own up to, but they have made me into what I am today. And I know that sounds like such a cliche, but the thing, the things in life that are the biggest lessons in life usually come from failure. Now, hopefully, these types of failures aren't something that's not going to knock you on your rear to the point where you can't move past it. The good part about failure, most failure that we experience is the type of failure that, you know, you got to cry about it. You got to take a week. You got to take a month. It's whatever it is, but it's something that typically you can move past through with enough support and focus and attention on, on what you've experienced. So I'll go to my first failure that I can recognize as a very monumental moment in my life. So my first failure was I, and I've talked about it a couple of times on the podcast, is I was engaged before I committed my life to another person and it didn't work out. There's a lot of reasons. That's not the point of this episode. But really, the point I'm trying to make is that took a long time to get over, to get through, but it showed me that I needed to focus on myself. I needed to look at my strengths and weaknesses as a person. I needed to recognize what I wanted in a partner, and that's what ended up leading me to my beautiful, most wonderful partner that I have now, Cole. And she's not here, so she can't tell me to not say those nice things. <laughs> but it really is true. And I know maybe the guys, maybe the girls out there have heard this maybe a lot at this point. I'm here to tell you I've, at that point in my life, I was so over the idea, this idea of trying to find the right person. I felt like now I know who he is because Cole made me watch How I Met Your Mother and now I love that show. But I felt like Ted Mosby, if you get that reference, I really thought it wasn't meant for me. And I know so many of you out there maybe feel that way. 
And the point I'm trying to make though is don't look at your past experiences as, you know, something that you can never get over or get through. My second sort of, let's call it monumental failure, was I helped start a business with one of my best friends. And it ended up failing at the point where I had left it. Fortunately, uh, he had carried it on with enough support to land it in a position where that company was acquired, which was amazing. And I was very happy to celebrate with him and for him. But it's a failure on my part because I saw an opportunity to look at entrepreneurship and I had absolutely no idea what I was doing as is most first-time entrepreneurs. And it's, if any of you out there know, it is incredibly difficult to take an idea to, to actual implementation and then to actually sell something. It's incredibly difficult. It's a massively rewarding experience when there are successes, but as you get started, those successes are few and far between, so you have to have quite a bit of grit when it comes to starting a company, creating a software company. So it was a failure on my part. This, I'm not making, I don't want to make any excuses. This was a time when, so right after I had started in with the company with my best friend, my mom was diagnosed with her bone cancer. And it was just the worst type of timing. It was a lot to handle, a lot to deal with. I was dealing with this first-time experience of having a loved one that I was very close to my entire life. She was essentially dying before me, and I had to take every day as a brand new experience, learn how to, to wear multiple hats, and basically just try to give my best effort. And the unfortunate part about, as I look back at that time, is I honestly, I didn't give my best effort and I could have been better. In a lot of ways, I felt just, if you've ever had that sort of feeling, it's like when you were sitting or you're laying on the bed and it's like, I don't want to call it a depressive episode, but feeling like it, it was hard to just get up and do something. It was a really difficult time in my life. And not to mention, you're learning something brand new every single day when you're starting a company. The amount of discipline it takes is insane because you have to provide your own structure, right? So in your, in your day-to-day, in your nine-to-five, typically you have someone telling you, or there's at least some guidance as to what you need to do, what you need to get done. When you're starting your own company with a partner or solo, you have to provide your own structure. and it was really hard for me to do that. And so that inevitably ended up me being not as productive and not being able to give my all to it. And so I count that as a massive failure. If I could go back, I definitely would. And I would do it all over again, knowing the things that I know now. And that's why I want to to eventually again start a new company. It would be a different venture as we've talked about here on the podcast. Cole and I want to start a brewery. It's a very different space. But I love working with software as well. I, it's, it's what I've done my entire adult life, and I am absolutely passionate about building products. So hopefully I can do that one day as well again and do it correctly. The point I'm trying to make out of that, that longer story is I learned so much 
about myself from that failure. I learned that I do need the structure in my life in the day-to-day. Every single night now, what I do, or if I don't finish it by the night, I do it immediately in the morning. I write out my objectives. I have to know that there is something to be done, something to check off the list. That's how I work. That's how I operate best. And I learned that about myself. I also learned that I'm actually really good at interfacing with folks. And that's what led me into the career that I'm in now, which is engineering management. And I absolutely adore my job. I love doing what I do every single day. Not only do I get to be technical, but I also get to to help build others in their career by being a manager. It's very rewarding. But I know for a fact I would have never gotten the technical lead and the management role that I have now had I not gone through the process of starting that business with my best friend and then inevitably failing out of it. There's so much to be said about that experience. I'm going to stop talking about failure for a second and just recognize why I'm choosing to live the best life that I possibly can. So for as many of you can imagine, I so I left my job. I left a really good paying job for to start this company. And of course, my dad, my mom were adamantly against it. This is a terrible idea. You're not going to make any money. You're going to lose out on a bunch of money by not working at a stable job. You are putting yourself at risk and your house at risk and all of these things, which was entirely true, is absolutely true. But even though there was no real monetary value associated with the business and the failure at the end, I would never give that up. And so really the point I'm trying to make here is if you were in a position where you have the opportunity and you have the desire to do something like this, where it would teach you a lot of things, I say, go for it. Even if it's just a year, go for it, do it. The, the next thing that I really want to get into and really just the covering the topic of living life to the fullest and why I'm so passionate about it, my mom passed away with bone cancer when she was under 60 years old. She worked her entire life and she worked for the same company, I think, gosh, near it was over 20 years and she saved properly. She put money into her 401k like you should. She did all of these amazing things and lived a frugal life to make sure that her and my dad could live pretty much peacefully in retirement. And let me be the first to tell you, I am the number one advocate to save and to live within your means and definitely save for retirement because you want to enjoy it. But I see now the regret in my dad's eyes because he thinks to my mom and my mom never got to cash out a single dollar from any of the money she put away for retirement. More importantly, I heard her and my dad talking about all these trips that they wanted to take, all of the things that they wanted to see, and she never got to do that. Never. So I look at life now through a very different lens. 
of course I want to save more money. Of course I want to put more away for retirement. But I look at things like our wedding and our honeymoon and all the trips that Cole and I want to take. And I think of I think to my mom and I'm like, why on earth would I not spend some money and go on that trip? Yeah, we need to be strapped on cash for a little bit out of the year to save for that trip. But you know what? Let's do it. Let's absolutely do it. The real value in this life is experiences. And I think, especially people my age and in the millennial group, and I think a lot of people and even Gen Z and some of some of the others, they're recognizing now the importance of experiences and recognizing that, yeah, I can work for 60, 70 years and at the end of it, you're like, what is it all for? I'm truly a big believer in finding something that you're passionate about and loving work as much as you can. There's always, let me be the first to tell you, I learned this when we were starting the company. Even if you're starting your own company, even if you're doing something that you want to do, within that circle of the things that you want to do, there's always shit that you don't want to do. So whatever you can think of, like dumb paperwork or sending emails or talking to people about, about their issues that, that the customer's facing, whatever it is, there's always dumb shit that you got to deal with. It's with everything in life. Always. Let's just use an easy example. I love to run. I hate to stretch. I know that stretching allows me to run further and better. So yeah, I have to do it. It comes with every single thing in this life, and there's no exception to that rule. So I'll get off my Gouda soapbox here for a second and just try to wrap up a bit with this. I now, I try to live every single day in my life with as much meaning and purpose as I can. Granted, there are days where I just don't feel like living my best life and taking advantage of every single minute that I can. But I recognize that there are going to be those days. But if I just push through and I go through the process of, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to go work out. Let's go work out. I'll feel better. I do it. Let's get through this part of the job that I don't want to do, whether that's doing some part, working on some part of the app that I don't want to work on, whatever it is, let's get through it. Let's push through it. Oh, I don't want to have this conversation with my partner. Let's do it. Let's get through it. Whatever it is, I'm telling you at the end of the day, you're going to feel better because you did something that you didn't want to do. And that feeling is always going to outweigh the feeling of, oh, I avoided it for one more day. There's always going to be days where it's, I want to avoid this for one more day. And I'm telling you, there's real true value in trying to maintain as much discipline as you possibly can. I will share what I choose to do. And I'm not saying this is the tell-all or the answer to everybody's problems. But, and I'm also, I promise I'm not trying to be your Instagram or TikTok influencer guru here. My routine looks like this. I try to wake up every single day. Weekends, I'm typically more lax because I just like to spend a bit more time with Cole as much as I can. But every single day, especially during the week, I wake up at 5 a.m. 
and that is the first battle that I face, right? Anybody that says they like to wake up in the morning early, I'm telling you that's that can be true, and it is true for me, but it's not right when I wake up. I promise you, there are days where it's awful, but what I tell myself is, I can do this, and I know it will be the best thing for me. And once my clock gets started, and I've brushed my teeth, and I've stretched a little bit and gotten ready for the gym, I know that, it's, that I'm on the right track. That's the first battle. The second battle is typically the gym. When I have the time in the morning to, to get the gym done, I absolutely, we've talked about it on the podcast. I love going to Rumble's my favorite place. It's either that or it's a run. And that's the second win of the day. And then the third win comes from the first task. Typically, that's set up at work. And again, I've usually written that down the night before. So I know exactly what it is I need to tackle. So again, this is for me. This is what works for me. But the structure works for me. The discipline for me comes from I'm knocking this one thing off the list and then I'm on to the next and the next. And that's what works best for me. And then there's real pride and there's real joy that comes associated from that discipline. And the thing I'll say too about motivation, because motivation is definitely separate from discipline, is motivation is 100% a feeling. There are going to be those times where it's, oh, yeah, let's kick ass. Let's do this thing. And I'm feeling great. It's, it's January 1. That's, you can, that's summarize motivation as January 1. But when it's May, when it's March, whatever it is, there are going to be dips. There's going to be highs and lows. And I highly recommend, I'm super fascinated by how motivation works and how dopamine works in relation to, to that. You can research that to your blue in the face. But really the point I'm trying to get across is there is a way for you to do the things in life that you want to do. You just have to figure out what is the best process for you. For me, it's task-oriented. I like checklists. I like to knock things off one by one. For other people, it could be something entirely different. But all I'm advocating for here is for you to find something that you're passionate about and to go after it and tackle it. That's all, that's all I'm asking. And I promise you, whatever it is, and maybe, maybe you're asking yourself too, it's, I'm not really passionate about anything or I don't really have anything to be disciplined about. You can start as small as starting something new. Maybe it's a podcast. <laughs> that's why I'm recording solo here is because we're going to make sure we get it out. Maybe it's you want to build something. Maybe it's... You want to volunteer, whatever it looks like, even if it's starting a company. There's something out there for you, I promise. And it really just starts with, let's do it. Let's take the first step. And then the second component, that, that other theme of this episode, is not being afraid of failure. There's a guarantee when you start something new is you're going to fail at it. Always. It's just, it's inevitable. So fail, learn from it, and be disciplined enough to stay consistent with it. That's it for today. Hopefully you don't feel too preached at, but I enjoy talking about this and I love to chat to anybody about this topic, about maybe exploring some ideas that might work for you. Let me know. Let me, let me hear from you as to what is, is your go-to strategy for your discipline practices. And Cole and I will see you in the next one. Later, y'all. 